Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. The start of the Big Ten tournament today. March Badness kicks up a notch. Hearing that voice of Tom Crean, I heard him late last night, producer Justin, as I was watching, what game was it? Weber State and Montana State. Uh, I watched the whole game. It went to double overtime. I thought a bid was on the line, and it was actually just the semifinal game. (laughs) But nonetheless, it was a tremendous game. And then as soon as the game ended, as I was falling asleep, Tom Crean on ESPN. So I like listening to him. I think he does a good job. TV, I think, is his calling. I really really think that. But also one other random fact I wanted to mention at the beginning of this crazy show today. Uh, I went to the 7th region championship game last night. It was a last-second decision, a game-time decision. I was able to get away from work, and uh, I didn't know what to expect. I know the coaches well, and they play in our summer league, Mail and Trinity, last night, and uh, it was a crazy game, double overtime, and Mail won uh, just a fantastic ball game. It was at Bellarmine, and it had been so long since I was at Bellarmine because the the Knights games are now at Assembly or at Assembly Hall, heck, Freedom Hall. Let me get this right here. Uh, but it was really good. And I don't know you you didn't have any kind of broadcast of the game for anybody else last night, did I you, didn't. Justin? No, I wish. Um, it was so crowded; it was hard to tell who was there and who wasn't. But remember, a year ago, that seventh region championship game, which I believe maybe you did broadcast, was a triple over. Overtime game, Mail and Ballard, just a crazy finish. Do you recall that one? Oh, I that, did not do that one either. Out of Valley, okay. but yeah, I, I remember that game. That's seventh region, man. Championships, and then That's the sixth region game the night before. They tell me was crazy as mm-hmm. well. Jefferson Town with a big upset went over to Sales, and so why are we talking Louisville high school basketball? Well, it's March, and to me, there's nothing better than tournament basketball, an elimination game uh, where everybody is putting it on the line. So from Weber State, Montana State last night to Mail Trinity to early Big Ten tournament games today, Justin, bring it on. I'm ready for all that March has to offer. I'm hoping for your sake that Weber State or Montana State make the tournament so you at least have a little insight and didn't watch that game for nothing. Yes, but it was a tremendous game. And I I watched intently thinking, oh my gosh, NCAA tournament bid is going to be punched here in this game. And then as it uh, ended in excitement, it went to the bracket and it was just a semifinal game. But uh, okay, it's it's all good. March and basketball and it it all makes sense. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today in service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, lots of headlines to get to. Zach Eady is the Big Ten Player of the Year. As everybody thought, he had a great year. He deserves the award. But 
I think Trace Jackson Davis deserved it as well, and I'm sure that many of you agree with that. But we'll take a look at the Big Ten Awards. Uh, Justin's going to go through the Big Ten bracket with me today. Uh, Today is okay. It's the Big Ten, so it's fun. Tomorrow really gets good. And then, of course, when Indiana plays on Friday, uh, day three of the tournament, uh, that that's going to be an awesome day, I think, of Big Ten basketball. Then from there, we'll play it by ear. But uh, we'll go through the bracket and uh, lots more coming up here in the opening segment. Later in the show, Dylan Wallace is with us today instead of Friday this week. Dylan is the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He is with us typically on Fridays. We'll talk IU basketball. We'll preview the Big Ten tournament. We'll talk Zach Eady, Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen hood Shafino. I need to say this right out of the gate as well. Big Ten Freshman of the Year, and uh, I don't think there's any chance, in my humble opinion, that we see him back in Bloomington next year, but we'll get Dylan's opinion on that. And then later in the show today, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. I'm excited, Justin, to tell you that I'm headed to Lagodi on Saturday night. I've been there before, but never for a regional game. And interestingly enough, we're going to broadcast Rock Creek and New Washington. It's crazy. It's a new format for regional, just a one-game deal. And it's two Clark County teams, neither that I have seen live and in person this year. And you know I'm a high school basketball junkie, but just have not seen them in person this year. I talk with Coach Brown at Rock Creek a lot, so I'm very familiar with his team and, and some of the inner workings there. But New Washington, the Arthur brothers, a coaching change. Looking forward to seeing them on Saturday. So So we'll preview that contest with Josh Cook a little bit later in the program today. And that's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals that are still being offered. You can take them to go. You can uh, pick them up at the curb right there at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. And the Thornton's text line is open. Are you crazy like me and watch games, uh, these West Coast games late, uh, high school basketball, IU basketball, whatever you want to sound off on today? Hopefully you've got the number saved, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That's the way to communicate with us. We'll get your questions, your comments on the air today, and I love to hear from listeners. So as long as it's not silly or stupid, we'll we'll get it on the air. Again, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. And right now you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download their app and register today for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast. Breakfast on Thornton's. <clears throat> Let's take a look at some of the headlines today. First off, Big Ten awards. I mentioned Trace Jackson Davis, unanimous first team All Big Ten, also on the All Defensive Team for the conference as well. Uh, all sorts. I can't even keep track of them. There's been so many releases from Indiana and different things out there that mention Trace Jackson Davis right now. But he's up for all sorts of awards. He's on a lot of watch list. He is uh, getting all kind of Big Ten love. But still, and Justin, I want to bring you in on this. We went through yesterday, uh, somebody texted me the stat lines in conference play only, and I don't have them in front of me right now, but uh, Trace bested Edie in a couple categories. Edie just barely got him in scoring. And I know that maybe the difference in the two players was that Purdue, you could argue, had uh, more success. They were number one in the country, what, two or three different times during the regular season. Uh, But obviously the argument for Trace Jackson Davis is 
he led Indiana to two victories over Zach Eady mm-hmm. and Purdue this season. So, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm biased as a guy that covers basketball. I cover Indiana, so therefore there obviously is going to be a little bit more affection for them. You get to know the coaches and players and their tendencies more than other teams. But, you know, i am normally got a clear-cut thought on things, but I do think Trace was right there. He, I don't know that they can do co-player of the years. I don't know if major conferences do that or not. But I thought that he was right there with Edie, and I know that there are other people that would argue against that. But I'm curious your thoughts, and I was just hoping that maybe when that release came out yesterday when we signed off the air that Trace would somehow get an honor. I think he had the season individually and as a team that that deserved that type of, of award, even if it was shared with Edie. So uh, it didn't work out that way. Yeah, so for what it's worth, they gave co-defensive players of the year right. to Chase Audige and Caleb McConnell, but – so I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I so think why not they, co-player of the year? I think they could have done co-player of the year because when you break down their stats, Trace had averaged more. Uh, what was it? He averaged more assists, steals, and blocks yep. than Edie. Edie had less turn a half game or a half point less turnovers than what were the, Trace Jackson. What was the point Davis. difference? Like one point something points per game. It was close. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was less than one yeah. actually. Yeah, and then rebounds. It was the same thing. It was less than one. So those guys were right there with each other. It's I hate that it boils down to team success because ultimately I think that's why Edie did get the award. Yeah, but again, team success. I know that they, you know, at the top of the Big Ten and number one, but mm-hmm. Trace beat him twice. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. So, but I get it. You know, it's still a great season, and I love. Zach Eady. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from him. I, gosh, Purdue's really good, and I know they've had some slip-ups, but uh, maybe this is the year that they make a run in the NCAA tournament. Also, Jalen hood uh freshman of the year in the Big Ten Conference. Early on, I guess, what, maybe Sensible at Ohio State mm-hmm. was a candidate for that. And that goes down to team success, too. If, if Ohio State's not the one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, Sensible may win that. Yeah, yeah, Sensible's really good, but Hood uh, he he had some moments, uh, a number of them, not not consistently, but he had some moments that let you know he is a special special player. So now that he's Big Ten Freshman of the Year, as this Indiana team prepares for Big Ten tournament play later this week and the postseason, is the career in Bloomington of Hood Shafino winding down. I think the people I talk to, the people that join this show, Justin would say yes. Yeah, that that seems to be the scuttlebutt. I mean, if if you think about Jalen and the way he plays and then tra- try to translate that to the next level, very obvious that he is NBA-ready now. He could go in next year and have a lot of success. He's had a phenomenal season. Granted, he didn't start out with this hair on fire at the beginning portions of the season, but he really came on strong late. And I- I'm going to miss Jalen Huchafino. One year with him is just not enough, but, yeah, I think he's probably gone. All right, real quick, too. Big Ten – uh, all Big Ten first team, Terrence Shannon Jr. from Illinois, the transfer. He had a great year. TJD, Chris Murray, Jalen Pickett, and, of course, Zach Eady from Purdue. Pickett was great as well at Penn State. Uh, he, they didn't have a great season consistently, but he sure did. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, anybody else from Indiana? I'm look, uh, Hood Chafino was third team. All conference. Miller Cop uh, got the sportsmanship award. Okay, and I don't think anybody honorable mention from Indiana. I think that was all as far as the awards. Obviously, all defensive team. We've mentioned that Trace Jackson Davis was on there as well. But uh, overall, uh, and I, I do want to note Chris Collins, Northwestern 
great choice oh, yeah. for coach of the year. Obvious choice. Uh, obviously, yeah. But they had a tremendous year, and he he did a tremendous job as well. And then one other thing, I didn't know they did this, but they have an assistant coach of the year. It's called the Howard Moore Assistant Coach of the Year, Chris Lowry. I got to know Coach Lowry when he was a mid-major assistant coach, became a head coach for a while. He's had a number of different jobs, but and I, I don't know enough about assistant coaches or what he does or what his exact role is at Northwestern, but he is an outstanding person. I know that. And he's got a great story, so it's neat to see him also from Northwestern get uh, honored this year as well. But uh, that's the Big Ten Awards, and that always signals that Big Ten tournament play is here. And, Justin, the Big Ten tournament gets underway very soon in Chicago. And I'm just that guy. Unfortunately, because of work, I can't sit around and watch the games all day. But uh, I'll be keeping up with things, even the early games with the seeds that aren't the good ones. Uh, I'm curious your take on the opening day of Big Ten play. Two games today, Ohio State and Wisconsin, which I think should be a great game. And then Minnesota and Nebraska, which could be a, a reasonable game later as well. Your early uh, takes, your day one thoughts on the Big Ten tournament. Good news for you is they don't start till 6.30. So tonight? if you if tonight okay. so it's if you want the first full day correct yeah. if you want to sit around and watch both of them tonight you can okay. but talk about two teams or two games that you one game you expected one you didn't I think Nebraska Minnesota we all kind of thought they'd be in the bottom four of the Big Ten so they'll play each other in the second game but Ohio State and Wisconsin Matt are you serious like that. That's two teams that everybody was picking in the top five of the Big Ten, Crazy. and they're playing in the 12-13 game. That is wild. Ohio State's what gets me. Since the ball, they've got other returning players. I love Coach Holtman. Um, just shocked to see the slide and how, mm-hmm. how long it got. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think it will be two good games, though. Give me Wisconsin. Give me Nebraska. All right, give me a sleeper in the Big Ten tournament. I'm going to give you mine. Ooh. And, of course, now that I say this, they'll get beat tomorrow by Michigan. But I think Rutgers gets hot in the Big Ten tournament. When, when you do ask ha- that. Hold on. Do they have any injuries I don't know about? Uh, not that okay. I know of. Right. Yeah. I want to make sure that I know that before I make my thought there. So. It's, it's funny because you asked me that, and Rutgers was the first place my eyes went. But I'll go – I'll take a team like Iowa. They've been playing really well as of late. They got a pretty favorable draw. They get the winner of that Ohio State-Wisconsin game. Then if they're able to win that, they got Michigan State, who has not been playing great as of late either. So good good draw for Iowa. I'm, Give me them. I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to predict a Purdue – are you ready? Versus Indiana championship game. There goes your sleeper Rutgers because they got to play Purdue. <laughs> I know. I didn't say they were going to get to the championship, but I just feel like they're better than they've played lately. So, But that's the fun of this bracket stuff. You get to think ahead to potential matchups, mm-hmm. and as each day this week goes on, you can advance them over and figure out who Indiana's going to play. Uh, and then your thoughts on Indiana. They're going to get – I think it'll be Maryland ultimately, yeah. but obviously Maryland will have to get past tomorrow the winner of the Nebraska and Minnesota game. Uh, do you think it's definitely Indiana-Maryland, and what's your thoughts of that rematch again? I do think it's definitely Indiana-Maryland. The one good thing Indiana has in their favor is the revenge factor. They only played Maryland one time this year. It was at Maryland. They got beat pretty handily. So Indiana should come into that game fired up. And it's worth mentioning, Matt, Indiana's never won the Big Ten tournament, ever, in the 25-year history of it, I got a feeling in my bones this could be the year. Yeah, and if it's not the year, I mean, you don't know what the transfer portal and how crazy recruiting is these days. 
what next year looks like and what Mike Woodson and the staff are able to do. But this is the year, I think, if it's going to happen. And there's, it's not like Trace is back or there's all these players for sure back next year. Uh, I think if it's going to happen, it has to be this year. Well, I, I'll, I'll agree with you. I said Purdue, Indi- I said Rutgers is my sleeper. They get to the semifinal. Purdue beats them. Indiana gets to the championship. I think Indiana beats Purdue for a third time this season in the championship game. That goes against all common logic and rules of sports, but I'm going to go with it. Indiana, when you look at the bracket, they got the most favorable draw, in my opinion. I, I mean, you could you could make an argument for Northwestern, but Indiana gets past Maryland. They face the winner of Northwestern, or let's say Illinois is who Northwestern's going to play. So you get Northwestern and Illinois. So you got to beat Maryland and either Northwestern or Illinois to get to the championship. That's very favorable. Yep, absolutely. All right, Justin, good stuff. Big Ten tournament is uh, here, and it's going to be fun. Two games tonight, as Justin mentioned, and then a full day of Big Ten basketball coming up Thursday and Friday as well. Then we get to the really good semifinals on Saturday. Then, of course, Saturday night we're down at Lagodi for New Washington and Rock Creek, and then the championship game on Sunday. That is the layout for the week. And mixed in there, you've got all the other high major conferences. Am I right? SEC, ACC, Big 12, they also have the, uh, basically the same format and begin today. Somebody begins during the day today. Uh, ACC actually started yesterday. Uh, so they'll I'm finish. So Louisville got beat. I should yeah, have known that. They'll finish on Saturday, but the SEC is the same, exact right. same setup. Okay. Yeah. So, and then in between that, you've got some of the smaller conferences that uh, have the bids. And don't forget my Montana State team that I watched <laughs> last night. In the, I forget the name of the conference, but uh, they're, they're alive and well. So, all right, Justin, thank you. That's segment oh, yeah. one in the book. The Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. You can give your crazy predictions and thoughts as we just did here in this opening segment. We'll head to a commercial break. Dylan Wallace of the Seymour Tribune is next. We're going to talk the Big Ten Tournament and IU Basketball and Jalen hood Shafino and more. And then also ahead, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. We'll talk high school basketball. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, back here on this Wednesday edition of the program. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, I feel like every team in the Big Ten runs hot and cold, and it's anybody's tournament to win. I think that's a great text that sums up my exact feelings on the Big Ten Conference as well. Uh, I don't make a lot of predictions on this show. I really don't give a lot of opinions on this show. I see myself as a guy that gets great guests and tries to interview them uh, so you can hear what they have to say. But I do feel like Indiana's got a real chance to win it. I think Indiana and Purdue is a strong possibility in the championship game. I picked the Hoosiers uh, with Justin in the last segment. I don't know how strong I truly am behind that. 
I think it is darn near impossible to beat a team three times in the same season, but we'll see what happens. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is with me. And by the way, if you want to sound off or send in your questions, you can do so at 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. Dylan, we will get to IU in the Big Ten tournament, but uh, recap the Seymour sectional. It was a fun week. There were some good games. I was really impressed with the crowd of Jennings County, uh, really impressed with the crowd of Seymour, a little disappointed, especially that championship night in the New Albany crowd. They typically just, uh, no matter where that team is at or what the record is, have a very strong showing. But overall, some good basketball, some great players, and I thought we had some good finishes there at Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium. Yeah, there were a lot of really exciting games. Um, you know, like that first night, you know, James County goes to double overtime with Bedford, and they make a pretty crazy comeback at the end of regulation. Um, so yeah, that that was that kicked things off. Uh, it's kind of the the first game, and you're kind of like, all right, here we go. And um, yeah, it was kind of the story of their uh, kind of tournament. Um, I thought. You know, they were probably going to win the sectional, but they, they had a lot of really close games, had to battle back certain times. Um, where all games, I think, were pretty close in the fourth quarter at certain moments. Um, so it, was, it made for a lot of excitement um, and, and a lot of really awesome crowds, as you said. Um, just kind of seeing clips of all the blue in the stands that filled it, um, especially the excitement from when they were able to win that that first game, and it just kind of carried over. Um, so it, it was really it was really cool. And, and you know, I... I I, I, I cover a lot of games in that gym, and obviously during the regular season, you know, it's kind of hit or miss depending on the day of the week or who they're playing. You know, the crowds aren't always full, and, and you always wonder, you know, what could it look like with this gym kind of with not full capacity but pretty pretty full. And, um, you know, the sectional brought out a lot of really awesome environments, and it was really loud and rocking, and um, that was just kind of fun to, to be a part of and uh, to kind of just bear witness to it. Um, so, you know that was a lot of fun, and and you know I was I was also at certain days over at the you know Southwestern Hanover gym with Brownstown Central, and, and those those gyms were also just packed. Uh, also, you know, not as big obviously as the Seymour gym, but every seat was filled. Super electric environment, so it's just a great time of year for high school basketball, and you know I'm sure a bunch of other places around the state had had similar really exciting you know environments. So, um, but yeah, really really competitive sectional, and I think. You know, I think it was a little bit more competitive than I expected going in. I just thought Jennings County, I know Jeffersonville had beat them before, and I know Bedford was good, but I just felt like Jennings County had a really good chance to come out on top. But credit to everybody else, they really put up fights. And, you know, even that Seymour New Albany game on Friday night was, was a really, really tight one. Low scoring, not, not much offense going on, but, but still a close battle that, you know, had you kind of hanging on every moment down the stretch. So, um, all in all, just really fun, competitive sectional. And, and, you know, that's what you want. You want things, you want teams to, to have to go through tests like that and, and get battle tested and earn kind of their, their, their trophy at the end, whoever comes out on top. So, um, that was, that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. And, um, I'm sure. We'll see what happens at the regional uh, this Saturday at Seymour, but it seems like a couple of good games could be coming our way as well. All right, Dylan Wallace, and I've got to add this. It's so weird, uh, and I'm glad to be going to Lagodi to cover Rock Creek and New Washington, two Clark County teams, but it's so weird to not be going back to Seymour for regional weekend. New Albany, Jeff, Lloyd Central have all been so successful in winning that sectional. Uh, and somebody texted me a little earlier and said, you know, Jeffersonville beat all the teams in the Seymour Regional, and it's just a one-game regional. Yes, they did beat Jennings County in the regular season matchup. Yes, they did beat Evansville Wrights 
in the regular season matchup. So I guess talking about just that game, but obviously they did not play Columbus North or Bloomington North. That's the other team that really uh, has no effect on who advances on to semi-state. But it is weird to not be at Lloyd E. Scott for uh, regional weekend. That, that's for sure. I, I, I'm assuming you'll be there or have somebody there. But uh, for us far southern Indiana people, uh, been there a lot on regional weekend, but not this year. Yeah, I feel like you guys are probably there more than I am just because, you know, unfortunately, Seymour just hasn't been able to, to win a whole lot of them lately. And, and I go down to, you know, either Brownstown, you know, they're, they're obviously the team right now in our county that's been winning a lot. So, um, you know, I'm going down to Southridge for their game against Horace Park on Saturday. But, yeah, we'll have some people there just to kind of, you know, recap sort of the scores because it is happening in the gym literally right right where in our, in our area. So we still want to kind of get the scores in and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's uh, – it is strange that, uh, you know, New Albany, one of those three, it just feels like one of them is at least always really, really good and, and really has a good chance to win that sectional. And uh, this year, you know, it was, it was Jennings County, and, and it was it was a great year for them. And I think, you know, it, it was exciting, and, and I'm excited to kind of see what they're able to do here um, because, you know, they, they only had, what, two losses this season? So um, it should, should be a fun run, and, um, you know, I'm excited for, for this regional play. I, I I got a little bit of a taste of it with the girls, just kind of the one-game thing, a little bit different than what, what we've been used to. But, um, lot, you know, the girls' section, regional that I was at a couple of weeks ago, I thought it was a pretty exciting environment. And then, you know, to have the semi-state be kind of the two games in the day, um, I, I don't mind it. It's definitely a little different, but um, I, I think it's it's pretty fun, and, and all games are, you know, provide pretty fun environments. And, uh, you know, everyone's kind of ready to go. All you need is one game to win the regional championship. And, Ron and I say a week from uh, this Saturday. Absolutely. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. We've got Josh Cook coming on a little bit later, so more high school basketball stuff with him. But got to get to IU. Obviously, everybody is ready for the postseason, ready for the Big Ten tournament. Indiana's probably going to get Maryland, but we won't know for sure until we find out, number one, who wins later tonight. And then, of course, Maryland will take on the winner of that game tomorrow. Just your overall feeling about things as this team prepares for the Big Ten tournament, my feeling is I think that they can do well, but it's just a different overall vibe right now because normally you're entering the Big Ten, Indiana's backs against the wall. They've got to win a couple games to make the tournament, the, the big dance. It's not that way at all this year. This team is in. I feel like they have a solid seed and can maybe only help themselves with some good performances Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday. It's just drastically different than what we saw last year where, you know, if they don't win the Michigan game and, uh, honestly, if they don't win the Illinois game, they probably don't make the NCAA tournament. Um, And this year it's completely different. You know, they're squarely in the field, and I think even if, you know, Maryland, if that's who they play – Friday night beats them. I don't think it does anything to their to their seating. You know, Maryland's a, a, a solid team. They're going to be a tournament team, so it doesn't really hurt them at all if they were to lose that game, um, which is kind of nice. So, so you go into this weekend basically playing with house money, um, and and to have a double buy is, is really good. And I think the bracket broke pretty well for them. Um, you know, you're on the other side of Purdue. You're on the other side of a Michigan State, a Michigan who who's you know two games have been really close with them this year. Um, so, you know, I think it's broken pretty well. And although I do think, you know, Maryland does post some issues just with how kind of athletic they are, uh, I do think, you know, on, on a neutral floor, Indiana definitely has a better chance. You know, Maryland was such a good home team, um, and they really, really struggled on the road. And I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things about this Big Ten tournament is that, you know, you, you mentioned sort of the, the texter's comment at the beginning of this segment is like, you know, it feels like every team runs hot and cold, and, and, and it does feel that way, and it's mostly because it's, it's just the home and away splits for a lot of these teams 
all these Big Ten teams are so good at home. A lot of them really, really struggle on the road. So, you know, where, where's the middle with that? You know, how are all these teams going to be on a neutral floor against each other? It's, it's a really curious thing to, to kind of pay attention to is how these teams all play uh, when they're neither on the road or at home. and It's just a neutral site. So I'm excited to see how those matchups, you know, kind of work out. And But I do think Indiana has a good chance. And, you know, there's always a chance Nebraska has been playing pretty well lately. Uh, you know, if they beat Minnesota tonight, you know, they beat Maryland a couple weeks ago uh, at home. So, We'll, we'll see what happens, but I do I do like the the draw that Indiana's got, and they got a couple of chances for some revenge games here. You know, Maryland beat them, so if you beat them, then you move on, and you know you could potentially get Northwestern in the, in the semis, and you know they have obviously beaten Indiana twice this year, so could be a nice little kind of revenge tour here for Indiana if they can get on a run. But I'm really excited, and I think what you said, you know, I, I do like their chances, and I think this team's mentality is you know, they really want to win this tournament, and you know I've seen some things about fans being like well, maybe it's better if we just lose because then we have more time to rest up or whatever. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think this team really wants to, to win this Big Ten tournament. And Indiana fans are so used to not having success. But last year they had a good amount of success in this tournament, and they were a banked-in three at the buzzer away from going to the, the championship game last year. And, and I think you know that, that makes them feel confident going into you know this weekend in Chicago. And um, you know I do like their chances, and I think this team, you know, I think pulling out that Michigan win was, was really important. As much as it, you know, looked ugly at times, the way they, the fact that they were able to win it to get the double buy was, was massive, and um, I'm excited to see what they what they can do. Um, and um, I'm curious, and I'm, I'm I, I do think you know Indiana Purdue are probably I think they're the two betting favorites to win this. Purdue obviously above Indiana, but I I also think you know the two Michigan schools are the ones that I would kind of look at as kind of I don't know if I would say dark horses, especially not Michigan State, but I think Michigan has enough talent. You know, they're gonna be desperate. You know, they need to win it basically to get into the field and I just think they're really talented and, and you know we'll see what they can do. But yeah, I would say the two Indiana schools and the two Michigan schools, those are kind of the four teams that I I would kind of put at the top of my picking order of, of you know, who who could win this Big Ten tournament. But really anyone could and we'll see how it plays out. But I do like Indiana's uh draw and, and I like the mentality they have. You know, their senior day speeches were all saying how, you know, we want to go get one of those pointing up to a Big Ten banner. You know, any of us never won a Big Ten tournament. So, you know, for this group to, to try to accomplish something that's never happened in program history, all power to them. And, and you know, it could create some great momentum for the NCAA tournament a week later. So um, I'm excited, and uh, we'll see how it plays out for sure. A Big Ten tournament championship for IU uh, would be a big exclamation point for this team, obviously. But, it really would be a huge exclamation point for the career of Trace Jackson Davis. He's done so much individually, and then the two wins over Purdue and a great finish here over the last couple months. Yeah, there's an opportunity to, to make another big point on your career in the NCAA tournament, but if he could add a Big Ten title, tournament title, to his resume, I think it only helps elevate his status as one of the all-time greats. Yeah, that's the tough thing with him is, you know, he's going to be probably third all-time in points, the leader in blocks, he's the leader in um, rebounds. And, and it's just it's tough because the teams just haven't had as much success as, as you know, a lot of other great IU players. And, um, you know, again, I think people are going to struggle to be like, where do we want to place Trace in the IU lore of history or whatever. And, and you know, I think he's he's been an awesome player, especially his last two years. And, you know, they kind of got the – the monkey off the back, so to say, last year when they were able to beat Wyoming and get to the NCAA tournament for the first time. And, you know, this year, the way they were able to turn their season around after that 1-4 and four start in Big Ten play and go 11-4 and four in the last, you know, 15 games in the Big Ten, you know, to go 11-4 in any stretch in the Big Ten is, is pretty impressive to do. And 
Um, you know, it'd be great for him to do that because you know, no other IU player could say they've won a Big Ten tournament before. And, and obviously, he hasn't been around as long as, as um, you know, other things. But still, you know, and he has never won one before. And I think it'd be awesome for him to add that. And, and then, you know, it could be a great springboard into the, the NCAA tournament. And, you know, I think even though it's going to be really tough to win a national championship, you know, if you're able to get to, even if you're able to get to like a sweet 16, you know, you can at least be like, okay, you know, he, he, he helped leading in to some postseason success. And I think that's totally fine. And you know, that's as far as Yogi Ferrell got Indiana, but you know, he won a big 10 regular season title. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I do think you're right. I think it would be a great kind of, you know, also added thing to the resume that you can kind of point to and aside from just the statistical, you know, great things that he has, you know, you can kind of point to that team success. Like, Hey, they, they had, they won a big 10 tournament championship and another team had done that before Indiana. So I think it'd be awesome for him to get that. And, you know, he's going to, he's an amazing player and he's going to be one of the best IU players, um, no matter what, but it, it just helps when, you know, when you can kind of look back a couple of years from now and also point to some team success that he was able to have. And, you know, that's, that's the big thing. And that's, that's why you're just rooting so hard because, you know, he's put in so much time and grown so much as a player and, and, you know, talked about the reasons why he come back was to try to get Indiana back to being relevant again. And, you know, they've done that this year. This team has been in the top 25 basically all year. They've been a top 15 team uh, it's a lot of different weeks. They, they have, you know, one of the better resumes in the country. They're, they're going to be a, a four seed in the NCAA tournament, maybe a three. You know, if they go win this Big Ten tournament and you're beating Purdue again and you're beating a couple other teams and you never know what happens with the, the teams in front of them, you know, they could jump up to a three maybe. So, um, you know, it, it'd be great for him, and, and I think that's another reason why, you know, I hope they do well is because it'd be a nice nice kind of accomplishment, you know, you could put on the resume for, for Trace and, and definitely kind of solidify him as, as one of those one of those great players for here. For here. So, yeah, that's another reason why you hope they win, and, um, you know, I'm excited to see what they're able to do. I, th- I think I, like, and he was one of the ones that said on his senior day, like, you know, we want to go get one of those and then another one of those to the, band, to the you know, national championship banners, so team is motivated, and um, I'm excited to see what they can do. Absolutely. And, you know, as the tournament gets here, uh, I think I'm to the point, I, I think we all probably are, where Trace is going to be Trace. He's going to be pretty reliable. There's always a chance that somebody has an off game. He has an off game. There's always a chance that somebody's defensive scheme gets him. But I think if he has an underwhelming game, it's going to be just him having an off night at this point, and I'm very confident in saying that. And so with that said about TJD with postseason ball here, I think Jalen hood Shafino getting the great Jalen hood Shafino, the solid performances from him. He's dipped up and down some. The potential is so much there, and he's an NBA guy. And in the first segment today we talked about, I don't think anybody thinks he's going to be back at IU next year, but – I think if he can play the best ball that we've seen him play this season, if he can match that in the Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament, he and Trace together, and if Indiana just gets a little help here and there from others, I think they can really do something. That's gonna. That's the big thing, and that's why I think everyone is, is excited about this team is because you have two guys who can really carry you in March. And um, if you just think about – you know, I, I want them to go win the Big Ten tournament, but, you know, on the other hand, you know, playing three more games in the conference, you know, I, I think Indiana is really going to benefit from just getting out of conference play, and I think probably a lot of teams in the Big Ten are because, you know, you just see them every single day for 20 games. It's a slog, it's a grind, physical, all that kind of stuff. And I do think, you know, when you get outside of conference play, especially for Indiana getting outside the Big Ten, and, you know, other teams are scouting you to, to defend you, and, 
you know, you, you really have to consider, you know, how do you, how are you going to defend Jalen Hutchinson and Trace Jackson Davis, especially when Indiana goes to them just running pick and roll a bunch? What are you going to do? Are you going to drop um, and allow Jalen Hutchinson to get to his mid range shot? Are you going to come up on Jalen Hutchinson and let him kind of slip it to Trace for, and he's playing, you know, four on three, or you know, how are you going to be able to defend him? Are you going to come a little bit too much and allow Jalen to lob it to Trace? You know, it, there's so many things you have to try to look at of how you want to defend those two guys. And it's really difficult to, to, to do. And, and I think Indiana can really exploit that and use those two guys a lot. And like you said, you know, get some, some contributions from others. You know, Miller and, and Trey Galloway are both hitting some threes, and Race Thompson can get his buckets, clean up buckets here or there. You know, if that can happen. This team really has a good formula to, to potentially do some good things in, in March. And, you know, it starts with those two guys. And, I, and that's what I'm so excited for is, you know, just in Trace's career, you've just never had really any other guy. That, that's been able to, to really carry the load. And I know Jalen's had some tough games, some tough shooting games, but, um, you know, I'm willing to bet on him in big moments. You know, that Michigan game, I mean, just so casually with under a minute to go, just steps up and bangs a three to tie the game. And it was a huge shot, and it kind of gets maybe a little bit lost when you're going to back and recapping the game. But Because he's just so casual and nonchalant about just hitting huge shots for this team. And um, I, I'm excited for to see what he can do. And, you know, it could definitely, I think, you know, he's safely in the, in the first round for the NBA draft, but depending on what he does this March, you know, he could probably potentially play his way up to a lottery pick, and that's really cool for Indiana to get a, to get a, you know a five star freshman coming in and get him you know in the lottery for the next year already. So, uh, but yeah, those two are, are going to be a reason why you know people are optimistic about Indiana, and I think you saw that a lot after the Purdue game with with what Jalen was able to do. A lot of people started talking about, man, these guys could be sleepers in March, sleepers get to the Final Four, and all that kind of stuff, and. You know, it comes down to get the consistency. Can they consistently do that on a, on a daily basis? And can the other guys step up uh, just in little moments here or there? I think what Tamar Bates did in the last six minutes of that Michigan game, the way to, for him to just be able to be on the floor, be sound defensively, and make a couple big shots, you know, that's huge. You know, if you can get him off the bench to be able to do that after struggling, and if he can just kind of continue to play like that, um, that's that's a whole other thing for this team. So you know, that's going to be the big thing because I think you're right. You know, Trace is going to be there no matter what. You even saw with the Purdue game, uh, the one at Mackey, even if he's not scoring 25 points, you know, he can find a way to, to affect the game in other areas with his passing, with his rebounding, with his shot blocking. And um, so, so I'm excited to see what these guys can do. And, uh, you know, it starts with those two guys. And, and I'm really excited because, you know, like I said, just it doesn't feel like we've had this kind of one-two punch before. I think Xavier Johnson started to get to that point last year, and um, but with Jalen and just his ability to make tough shots, uh, it's going to be huge for this team. And you know, the, those two guys uh, can really carry them. And you know, I, I think it's going to be a nightmare for you know teams outside the Big Ten to start, try to scout these guys and figure out how to defend them. And I think that could be a real advantage for Indiana. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan March is here. The Big Ten tournament is here. Exciting stuff, man. Thank you for the conversation. We normally catch Dylan on Fridays. Uh, Got him on Wednesdays this week. We'll take it, Dylan. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, as we head to commercial break, uh, another text here. I want to bring it back up from uh, Texter on the Thornton's text line. Texter says, here's a thought. Zach Eady isn't definite on entering the draft but will leave Purdue for his senior year to seek more NIL money. I, that is interesting. I had not 
seen that. Justin, can you confirm that? I haven't seen that okay. either. I don't yeah. know if that's just an opinion or a thought, but uh, that is definitely interesting and uh, something to note as far as the Indiana-Purdue rivalry goes. We'll head to a break. We're back with Josh Cook for a quick chat on high school basketball next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. Final segment of our Wednesday program, Josh Cook, sports editor, of the News and Tribune joins, and we're going to talk more high school basketball here in this segment. Uh, Josh, we are talking Rock Creek and New Washington, two Clark County teams that are going to do battle in a one-game regional championship on Saturday night at Lagodi. Uh, know a little bit about Rock Creek. Their win on Monday night over Borden was amazing. We had Coach Chris Brown on. Tuesday to to recap that just amazing finish really both ways to that game uh, but what's this matchup look like New Washington uh, has been an interesting season the Arthur brothers lead the way there the coaching change in the middle of the season uh, neither team has an outstanding record so it's an intriguing regional for many different reasons yeah definitely for sure it's uh, you know two Two Class A teams that um, used to be sectional rivals. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, Rock Creek eliminated New Wash from the Borden sectional uh, last year. So definitely two teams that are uh, you know pretty familiar with each other. You know a lot of these kids have, have known each other growing up. So um, it's, it's definitely it should be an interesting matchup. You know uh, Rock Creek obviously is going to have a huge height advantage with uh, Mariel Deeper and uh, Jaleb Treat inside. So, um, you know, rebounding is going to be a huge key in this game. Uh, I don't know if anybody, uh, I don't know if New Wash has anybody over 6-1 on his roster. So, you know, that's that's definitely going to be a huge challenge for the Mustangs. But, uh, you know, they've, uh, and and Rock Creek will definitely, you know, want to play an up-tempo game. Um, New Wash won't you know? New Wash will want to kind of play more deliberate and uh, uh, work the clock a little bit. You know, get get uh, get a good shot, and you know they'll have to they'll have to shoot the ball well and uh, defend and rebound if they want to have a chance. But yeah, it's uh, you know Rock Creek and, and New Wash have both had uh, interesting seasons, uh, say the least. You know, not not uh, not the easiest seasons. But uh, they're both here at this time, and heck, that's all that matters, you know. Now, now it's just uh, you get a shot to win a regional championship, which is great for for both those teams. And interestingly enough, both Clark County teams. I know New Washington is on the far northern end of the county, but they didn't play in the regular season. And you mentioned used to be sectional rivals, and the old Borden won a sectional, uh, but don't play now in the regular season. So kind of interesting. It goes from a sectional matchup to a regional matchup. New Washington also got to host their own sectional, but no regular season meeting between these two clubs. Yeah, it's uh, 
one of those things. I guess it just didn't work out this year. But since they didn't play in the in the sectional, I don't you know it gave them a little leeway with their schedules. And uh, Rock Creek definitely used that to you know schedule some uh, some more difficult opponents, uh, which you know has probably gotten them here to this point. You know they played that really really hard schedule in the regular season. You know played a lot of played three A teams, four A teams, two A teams. So. You know they they played a, a really tough schedule, and uh, you know they uh, uh, you know I think it's gotten them helped get them to this point. Uh, you know the Rock Creek's a really dynamic team with uh, Darius Wallace uh, running the point, and then you know the the big guys inside and guys on the wing. So you know I, I, I'm hoping for a good game on Saturday night at Lagodi. It should it should be interesting. Um, you know. Uh, Rock Creek, or excuse me, New Wash, you know, as you said, goes with the, the Arthur brothers and, uh, you know, Matthew and Mason, they're, they're pretty, uh, they can, they can score the ball, that's for sure. And then they've got some other kids around them who can score when needed with, uh, you know, Paul Giltner and Mason Thompson, Connor Schaefer. So, you know, they've, they've, uh, this isn't the biggest team, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, they've got the heart to get to this point. So that's, that's a plus for them. Best Southern Indiana regional. This weekend for a fan that maybe has no team interest that just wants to see a couple good games, what would your vote be? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, man, I don't know. There are there are some good ones. Um, maybe the um, I'd still kind of like to see the the Scottsburg um, regional that play at Washington. And I think Scottsburg's got a really good chance, uh, you know, to win the to win its regional. They play Greensburg, um, which should be a good game. But I think Scottsburg has maybe a chance to to make it beyond, uh, maybe even win the semi-state. I don't know. I mean, that's going to be a good one. And Jennings County too just to seemed like a team of destiny this year. So, you know, I, I like their chances to beat uh, Wrights on on Saturday at Seymour, and then advance on and, and maybe have a shot to win the semi-state. Um, I think Bloomington North's a really good team up there, too, so that, that'll that be interesting. Absolutely, uh, Josh. We're up against the end of the show. Uh, real quick as we go out, are you on the train of an IU-Purdue Big Ten championship uh, game in Chicago on Sunday? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Write me down. Put me down for that one. That would be great. Love to see that. All right. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. That's going to wrap things up for this Wednesday program. Talk with you tomorrow at 11 a.m. here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.